0: One of the detectives called Ollie up and said, Ollie, I need your help. We've got a con man. But the problem is, well, you've arrested two people. One of them's telling the truth, and the other is the con man. But of course, each of them says the other one's the con man, and that they're telling the truth. And I'm stumped. I said, okay, um, yeah, I can come down and try and help. You're, just, you're just downtown, right? I said, yeah, yeah, central office. <clears throat> um, yeah, I can, I can be there in about 45 minutes. That'd be great, Ollie. I'll have some coffee waiting for you. Great, see you then. So Ollie got himself ready, and he took the bus down to the central, uh, to the central police station. Oh, okay. um, yeah, and you met, met the detective? It was Detective Wilkins. I said, Oh, I think you're coming in. Hmm? Is there going to be a story, a story about the detective? I'll be out. Maybe I should. should, should. Maybe. Maybe. I, don't know. I was like, I so, Yeah, come on in. So. We have them in the in the adjoining interrogation rooms. So I said, "Okay." Stop this! Stop right now! Stop, Elsa. So I went into the room, and what the what that meant was that there was two rooms where they would question and they would interview suspects, and each of them had a big mirrored window. It was a one-way mirror. So in between the two rooms, actually they're on a corner, was another room where other detectives and police officers could watch. So you could see from this middle room into both of the interrogation rooms, but you couldn't see from the interrogation room into that middle room, if that makes sense. The one-way mirrors. And so from this room, you could see both of the interrogation rooms. That's where the, Ollie met with detective, this detective, Wilkins. Ow, ow. I said, well, so what's going on? I looked, and there were two elderly black men, similarly dressed, similar descriptions. If you were just given a description, you know, they'd be, be, both of them would fit, you would say, as a a black man in his late 60s, early 70s, tall, well-built, um... Nicely dressed, but not, like, fancy. Uh, You know, no beard or mustache or anything. Short, you know, cleanly cut hair. And the designer said, yeah, and that's just it. So one of these guys is, like, the real deal. is like, legit. Like, he marched with Dr. King. Like, he's a real hero. I mean, he's done all kinds of things... Since then, I mean, that was a long time ago now, kind of. Well, not really, but long enough. Point is, he's had a career. Uh, he worked in the theater business for a while. And uh, since then, he's been, a, you know, working at a publisher, uh, publishing, uh, you know, books and, and, and music and things like that. Well, I said, okay. And the other guy? Well, the other guy is a con artist. They're They're nobody. We don't know anything about them other than that they're not the Civil War hero. Or sorry, Civil uh, civil Rights hero. Well, I said, huh. They both talk a good game. That's the thing. I mean, Wilkins was a younger guy. Older than Ollie, but still, like in his mid to late 30s. I mean, they both tell these vivid stories about... Their careers, but also about the civil rights movement, you know, back in the in the '60s, um, you know, about you know marching with protesters and demonstrators, and and you know getting the fire hoses turned on them, and getting ru- treated roughly by the police, and listening to these great speeches. I, I don't know, but the thing is, one of them is trying to steal the identity of the other one, and so I, I, I don't know. They both have ID. I, I just don't know. The guy doesn't have much in the way of living relatives. Uh, and I can't exactly bring a whole parade of his friends in here. I said, Yeah, I guess I see what you mean. Well, let's go in and talk to them, I guess. Maybe I, maybe I can tell some difference in their stories. I said, Okay. So Ollie went into the first one, call him person A. He sat down. I said, "Oh, you're not a police officer, are you?" I said, "Nope, no, I'm not. I'm a, I'm a private eye." "Yep, I could tell. I could tell. I've worked with a number of private eyes over the years. You know, back in the early days, in the in the protest days, there were private eyes that they would send, you know, against us, trying to find out things about us. And then later years, I was more on the on the same side as the law enforcement." so I'd work with some private eyes. I said, huh, okay. You worked with private eyes in the in the publishing business? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we'd have copyright claims and things like that. Uh, people that, you know, would steal somebody's work and try and get it published and pass it off as their own. Not that kind of thing. Yeah, only a handful of times, really, but, you know, it happened. I said, okay. Well, yeah, so you kind of know what's going on. I said, yep as a con artist trying to impersonate me. I really appreciate you guys taking up so much care to figure out, you know, that I'm me. I said, Stop. I said, yeah, no, it's important, for sure. Identity theft is a serious crime. It's um, kind of cool, though. I mean, I've never really met somebody that marched with Dr. King before. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, I marched with Dr. King a couple of different times. I was... Really, heavily involved. I mean, I wasn't. I was up here in Baltimore, not down in the South, but but I traveled down there. And um, I mean, it was just amazing to see. Everybody loved Dr. King. Uh, You know, the police officers loved him. The the protesters loved him. It was, it was amazing. You know, when the papers knew he was going to be in town, it was all. It was beautiful. It's like a celebrity. You know, nobody could have powered through all that. You know, racism and opposition, like he did. It's it was an honor to be part of that. I said, huh? Okay. And they talked a little bit while while longer. Talked a little bit about the publishing career. Dolly just trying to get out some details that maybe he could check later on. You know. I said, okay, well, thank you for telling me about that. I should probably go talk to the other guy and see what his deal is. I said, yeah, yeah. Well, he'll spin you some kind of lie, I'm sure. But uh, you're a professional. I trust your judgment. I said, okay, talk to you later. Nice to meet you. So then Ollie went into person B's room. I said, hey, sorry to keep you waiting for so long. I said, oh, no, it's okay. I mean, you know, there's a there's a con artist in there doing a very good job of pretending to be me, I understand. So I appreciate you working hard at this. I don't mind waiting. I'm retired now. I mean, I'd rather be home reading my books and maybe calling my grandkids or something, but, uh, you know, that's right. This is important. Anyway, you probably have some questions. I said, yeah, yeah. So I'm really interested. I've never gotten a chance to meet somebody that that marched with Dr. King before. So I thought maybe we'd start there and we can maybe fill out some details from what the officers told me and uh, I can use that to try and figure some stuff out here. Oh, certainly. Well, I mean, it was, it was crazy. I mean, I was down there already. I, I wasn't born down there, but my family had moved down into Georgia uh, when I was, oh, I guess, I guess I would have been around five years old from, for a job. Uh, my dad got a job at, uh, at the local library. And, you know, I mean, that sounds like a job you wouldn't necessarily move across the country for, but there weren't a lot of great jobs for black folks back then. And this was a good, you know, workable, you know, white-collar job. Uh, so we were excited. He was excited. But as soon as we got there, things all swept up. I mean, it was, it was intense. I said, yeah. I have heard about how intense it was. What was it like? So you, so you said you actually marched with Dr. King, though? Yeah, well, you know... Yeah, so that was a little bit after we got there uh, The Dr. King really came into, into prominence. It was exciting being around him. I got to hear him speak a couple of times. Um, I was excited. Of course, you know, a lot of people in the towns and places we visited weren't so excited. I said, oh, what do you mean? I said, oh, well, I mean, the ideas that Dr. King was promoting or preaching was were, were not popular among lot of people I mean there was the the racial stuff the the equal rights stuff but also the social justice stuff he was saying a lot of dangerous things and oh I had this newspaper back in my house it says uh, it's I don't remember which paper it is it might be the Miami Herald a major US paper and there's a photo of him on the cover and it says uh, public enemy number one people talk about him now like he's everyone loved him and he was a hero but and he is a hero But at the time, he was a very controversial person. I said, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, being a black man myself, I could tell that he was telling the truth. Some people just didn't want to believe it. I think a lot of people knew in their hearts that everybody should have equal rights, but it was going to be a big hassle for him. To be fair, I guess it was, but it was still right. Seems... Oh, seems ever more important today it was a while there where things were kind of calm for us maybe but anyway I'm getting philosophical and you wanted some details we should talk probably about some other stuff if you're trying to, to fact check some of my details I said yeah um, yes that, that's actually really interesting though thank you for telling me about that well do wanted to tell me a bit about your publishing career so they talked for a while about his publishing career in you know theater and in music and, and, and some books we talked for a little while. It was a nice conversation. You know, like once again, i will just taking notes. I said, okay, um, I think I should go check on some of this stuff, and um, we'll hopefully get things resolved for you soon. It's been a, it's been a pleasure meeting you. Well, you too, Ali. Good luck with your case. I mean, I know you'll figure out that it's me. It's the real person. I mean, I mean he's a real person, too. You get what I mean. I said, I get you. I get you. Thanks. So then I went back to the, um, the, the room in the middle where Detective Wilkins was waiting. I said, okay, so what do you think? I mean, do you, do you have any insight? It's fascinating to listen to, but I, I couldn't make heads nor tails, but both sounded pretty legit, but neither of them sounded like they were making stuff up to me. I said, well, yeah, they were both pretty convincing, but A is your con man, 100%. How can you be so sure? I said, well, for one thing, it would have been really hard for somebody to go all the way to Georgia living in Baltimore, they could. But they would have had to be like a wealthy person, I think, to be popping back and forth between Baltimore and Georgia and the other places of the protests. Oh, I see what you mean. But more than that, remember when candidate A here was talking about how Dr. King was received? How the public greeted him? As a, as a as a as a hero, as a walking, you know, icon of love and joy. I said yeah, and that's what that's the way he's not. I said oh, he is. The people that interpreted, that heard him that way were were right from what we all know. But at the time, no, no. At the time, he was a dangerous person because he was saying that, that that black people ought to be allowed to vote and have. Equal property rights and be treated fairly, and he was saying that people beyond just black folks uh, ought to be treated fairly. That you shouldn't have, a, a, you know, to live in squalor just because you're poor. People called him a socialist. People called him all sorts of nasty names. So this idea that he was, you know, walking around, you know, the toast of the town everywhere he went. That's not how it was at all. I learned all about this in history. I said, really. So, so this guy candidate A, he's talking a good game, but he's he's making it up. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not even as old as he looks. So that's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you that candidate B has got his historical details right. And then I made a bunch of real specific notes of things that they said that we should be able to check publicly, like the records about moving back up to Baltimore. Got some real specifics that part I'm afraid I'm going to leave to you, but I think you ought to look run down these details, which should be in the public database about person A and person B here, and I think you're going to find that person a is your con man okay, Ollie thanks. I'll give you a call if I get stumped again. Thank you I said sure anytime. it was uh it's interesting to talk to the real the real guy so Ollie left. He got a call a few hours later from Wilkins. I said, Ollie, Ollie, you were right. We ran down some of the facts that you wrote down about Mr. A, and they didn't check out at all. Some things that he said pretty directly were just not accurate, just weren't true about some of the places that he's been. Yeah, public records, like you said. Person B, so yeah, we have, we've got Person A in jail, and we gave Person B a ride home. And uh, we also took him out and, and bought him a beer. We had a beer with him. <laughs> I said, all right, that's great. I'm glad that worked out. I'd be interested to hear more of Person A's story. And that was the case of Ollie and the civil rights con man. What were they Well, the...